You're listening to The Social Workers on WCDB Albany. Welcome to The Social Workers Radio Talk Show. I'm your co-host, Alyssa Lotmore. And today our three guests are all associated with the Spina Bifida Association of Northeastern New York. We have Julia Duff, who is the current executive director of the organization, and she served in that role since October 2018. She began working with individuals with disabilities during her first year in the master's program at the School of Social Welfare, so she's an alum, in 2014. During her graduate degree, she found her passion for disability support services and advocacy and has worked in the field ever since. Outside of work, Julie enjoys spending time with her friends, family, and dogs. Heather Horwadell is an adult living with spina bifida who co-chairs the organization's walk and roll in 5K for spina bifida. Heather was integral in the implementation of a local walk and roll event 10 years ago. She has volunteered at the agency as an event co-chair, legislative advocate, and support group facilitator. We also have Michelle Miller, also known as Shelly, who is an adult living with spina bifida who co-chairs the agency's walk and roll and 5K for spina bifida. Michelle is the program administrator for the Center for Disability Services, Home and Community-Based Services. In addition to being the walk and roll co-chair at the Spina Bifida Association of Northeastern New York, Michelle chairs the organization's annual Dare to Dream Gala, participates on the governance and fundraising and marketing committees, and will be returning for her third term as a board member. Welcome to the show. Hi there. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having us. Thank you all for joining us and talking about this important topic and the upcoming events, especially with everything going on with COVID, how these events will still be happening. So I'd like to start off just by a basic overview of what is spina bifida. Uh, spina bifida is the is uh, the most common permanently disabled um, disabling birth birth defect. It's a neurotube birth defect that affects, um, that occurs when the spine does not either form correctly or doesn't close correctly. Um, it's also called the snowflake condition because it affects everybody differently. Um, with it being um, a spinal condition, it's going to affect everybody uh, that has it a little bit differently. There are um, some very common effects that it has, and that's mobility, um, executive functioning, some mental health, uh, sometimes learning disabilities. Um, also hydrocephalus, which is also called water on the brain, uh, which usually results in a shunt being implanted to, um, to balance out the water in the, in the brain. Uh, there's no cure for spina bifida. Um, it does affect, um, or it can very much affect someone's independence. But there are a lot of treatments. There's therapies, there's adaptive equipment, uh, there's different medications, and just different ways to uh, manage the physical and the uh, developmental conditions that come from spina bifida. Thank you so much, Shelley. And I'm going to turn to you, Julia, because I want to know a little bit more about what the Spina Bifida Association of Northeastern New York does. Um, with this, you know, we just learned about spina bifida and how does your uh, organization play a role? Absolutely. So yeah, just kind of touching on what Shelley said, spina bifida is really complex and it's really unique. So 
We are the only chapter in New York State that provides direct support services to individuals living with spina bifida, their family members, and service providers. Um, so we're kind of tiny but mighty, and that's how we refer to ourselves. And we've been around for about 27 years now, and we were formed by a small group of parents who had children with spina bifida and recognized that there was a need for additional support beyond people addressing the medical needs. So today we are one full-time staff, 100 plus volunteers, and a few interns who are providing our programs and services, running our events, and just doing what we do. So that's kind of our history and where we're at today, but we provide a lot of services. So we respond to requests for information and support from across the state. It can be about education, housing, transportation, benefits, medical care. So a wide array of needs, we will respond with information, referrals, support, systems navigation and advocacy. Um, and we also have some standing programs that we do just to kind of meet those everyday needs. So we do um, an equipment exchange program because durable medical equipment can be hard to come by um, in a cost efficient way. So we help people who are looking to get rid of equipment, connect with families in need of equipment to help defray some of those additional costs. I think, you know, people are aware that living with a disability comes with additional expenses uh, that other people without disabilities don't necessarily incur. So that's just one way we sort of support people. We also do financial scholarships. So if someone's looking to get extra training or pursue a higher uh, education degree or attend a conference to learn something different, we provide financial scholarships for that. I think one of our also really important programs is our peer support network. Um, like Shelly said, spina bifida is the most common permanently disabling birth defect in the United States, but a lot of people don't know what it is. Um, so it can be very isolating and leave people sort of feeling alone. And our peer support network connects people across New York State to each other, um, people in similar situations or family members and adults who have the lived experience and, you know, they're the experts. They know exactly what's going on and they, they're the best to refer someone to because they get it more than anyone else. It seems like you do guys do a lot, but it's very needed uh, and have these supports and programs, especially since you said people don't always know what spina bifida is. I mean, I'll admit I did not know in the level of detail um, that you just gave, you all just gave about the, what it was and all the needs and resources that are needed. And I'm so grateful that you, we have, there's an agency like that, that provides that. So yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's really interesting because there are a lot of disability service agencies, but spina bifida seems to just kind of fall in the cracks and have its own niche of what people need. So that's sort of where we come through and kind of fill in the gaps in available services and education, outreach and support. Now, I think the, oh, go ahead. Yes. Oh, I was gonna say, I think the peer support is really important too, so that um, individuals with spina bifida know that they're not alone, um, that there is someone out there that knows what they're going through and um, can give advice maybe, or just listen to um, ranting and raving and just frustrations. And I think that that's really important, especially during transitional years, the teen years. I think that that's extremely important. 
Absolutely. You think about the, you know, the one person in your high school who may have a disability and a lot of times someone with spina bifida can have such varying levels of mobility that someone can walk completely unassisted and someone else might use a wheelchair. Um, but that same person who can walk might use a wheelchair for long distance. So there's a lot of, you know, people don't really understand about mobility challenges with spina bifida in the general population. So when you're the only person in your school or in your classroom that's using a wheelchair, um, it, it can be isolating because those years are important to know, you know, I'm not different. I am just like everyone else and people with spina bifida are, and, you know, they need to have those connections to remind themselves, like, I'm just a person and this is how I live my life. No, this, I, I would have to agree with them as well. Um, cause I know Shelly just mentioned, um, <clears throat> being able to, um, reach out to somebody during the transitional years, um, and something like that works for somebody going through something in high school, middle school. Um, but also later on, especially like if you're just trying to do something that you've never done before and what the way you're trying to do it isn't working, you can reach out to somebody and they may have a different idea that you didn't think of before, which is helpful. Well, having that connection must be such a resource for, you know, that, that ability to talk. And like you said, that peer support, it seems so valuable. Yeah. That lack of awareness too. Sometimes the solutions presented to people are, they just don't fit. You know, when you talk about everyone being different, um, you know, that snowflake reference is no two snowflakes are like no two people with spina bifida are like, so there's no one size fits all. And you really kind of have to test all the different um, options when it comes to meeting your needs. And that's where personal experience really comes into play. No, I'd like to hear more about the walk and roll that we talked about in the bios that I believe Heather, you were one of the uh, co-chairs when it started 10 years ago. So talk a little, can one of you talk a little bit about what the purpose of the event is and how it's going to be different this year with a virtual option? Yes, I helped start it 10 years ago and it is a family friendly event that helps raise um, funds and increase, increase awareness about spina bifida and what we do as an organization and also to celebrate the accomplishments of the 166,000 Americans living with spina bifida. All of the proceeds go to the Spina Bifida Association of Northeastern New York. It's a great day to spend time with your friends and um, family and just to have fun and this year, we usually do it in um, May, but this year with everything going on, we we did a virtual event in May and we were going to hopefully postpone it to September, but over the summer we made the decision to go ahead and make that event virtual as well. So that event will be September 5th, 2020. No, if individuals want to participate, what will the day look like for them and how can they go about registering? Um, well, a typical day, if we were to do it at the park, it's typically at Central Park and, to, and we usually start off our day with Zumba and then we do some introductions and get some team photos and we get um, different um, photos and 
they have we have vendors that people can talk to um, for different supplies or different services that come. Um, and then we start our walk and people can do as many there. It's the course you can do multiple laps if you want, you don't have to. And then we come back and we do a family and friends picnic. And so this year we are um, transitioning to virtual and we're trying to keep it as similar as possible. So we will still be doing things that we've, that we did in past years. Um, we've done um, contests. We've um, along the route, we've done trivia facts that people can, can look at. Um, we are going to be doing that on our Facebook page this year. And for those who want to participate, do they just go on the Facebook page or how can they be connected? They can go to our website, sbaneny.org, and you can find the link to register there. All right. That sounds really exciting. And can you remind me one more time about the date? What day is that going to be it, this year? September 5th, 2020. All right. That seems like something that is really exciting to be ha have and to connect, connect people. It can be for family, friends, supporters. It's open to everybody, correct? Yes, it is. Yeah. And it's free. So that's, you know, different too. We are able to really expand who can participate. There's not chapters in every state. So not every person across the country gets to participate in a walk and roll. So, you know, this virtual option does you know, hinder our in-person support that people get by being with each other, connecting with each other and connecting even with vendors who have equipment available for people to test out or information about programs and services that someone didn't know existed that would really benefit them. So we're doing everything we can to mirror that virtually and also make it fun because it is a celebration of the spina bifida community. Um, it is a family friendly event. So we're, we're transitioning all to that virtually as much as we can. And am I correct that it's uh, going to be the 10 year anniversary coming up for this event? Oh yeah. So how are you celebrating this? So we're doing a few things for our 10 year anniversary. Um, something we started a few weeks ago is doing 10 memories for 10 years of the walk and roll. So we're doing weekly posts on Wednesdays on our Facebook page and it is from previous sponsors, um, committee members, board members, staff, and just attendees and families who have benefited from the event, just sharing their favorite experience about the walk and roll and highlighting too how we've grown in 10 years. You know, the first event was, a you know, maybe a hundred people um, at a local school. And now we take over Central Park. There's can be over 300 people there that day. Um, and the funds have gone up and it's really allowed the event to expand and also the programs and services of Spanini. That's really, really exciting. And it's a fundraiser, correct? It's not only a way to connect, but it's also uh, a fundraiser. So what, how, how does yes. that support the agency? Yeah. So it, it, you know, it's, it's one of those events that it is a fundraiser and it is one of our main annual fundraisers. Each year we try and raise around $25,000 and, you know, we're a tiny organization. We do rely mainly on fundraisers and donations. So this event is really critical to continuing to provide programs and services, but also adapting when something like COVID happens and we need to really 
upgrade our virtual technology and experience to continue providing services. And also, you know, as research come out and medical updates come out, the needs of people with spina bifida change. So these fundraisers like the walk and roll help us adapt and expand how we're meeting the needs of the community, you know, with a pandemic going on or with updates in medical care and research. And um, it just allows us to continue meeting the needs of the, of the people with spina bifida and expanding that, you know, caregivers, siblings, service providers, uh, getting that education out, getting that advocacy out and deepening our reach. And there's a lot of activities that Spanini does throughout the year. Um, sometimes it's, it is related to adults. Sometimes it's related to kids. Um, we've done sailing in the past. We've done, um, we do an educational day every couple of years uh, where we bring in different speakers to uh, help with the educational piece. And we also focus a lot on advocacy that day as well. And then there's other uh, activities throughout the year, whether it's bowling or swimming. We did this past year. We did um, dancing, which was kind of a spinoff of our Dare to Dream from this past year. Um, so it's um, a lot of programs to get us active and moving and networking and just getting us out there and getting us moving. We have a family weekends um, for our young families group up at a local camp that's around here, which is a great way for the parents and the children to connect and form those um, those peer connections that um, we talked about earlier. So you guys kind of already answered my next question, but I wanted to know, you know, as we're wrapping up, what is something that you guys really love about the Spina Bifida Association of Northeastern New York? Something like either a program or uh, an event or the something about the agency that you really enjoy and love that it's offered or that's a resource or what is, what is your answer? I mean, you kind of touched on that briefly, but. I am happy to start here because I started as the case manager, you know, four years ago without much knowledge of spina bifida, even though I was in the disability field. And I remember getting a question from a family member and I was like, I have no idea. And I called someone in the community and I said, can you help me? And they were like, absolutely. And just the willingness that these individuals and families have to be there for someone else with spina bifida, for another family, they will go any length to support someone. Um, you know, we just had someone drive up from downstate and deliver catheters because there was someone local in need. There is no length that people will go to, you know, or no length people won't go to help someone in the community. And that really drew me in because I think in social work, it's not always like that, but we just have a community who gets it and really cares about other people affected by spina bifida. Anyone else like to share something? Um, for, Go ahead, Shelly. Sorry. <laughs> for me, um, I joined the board initially in 2013, and um, I had no idea then the effect that it was going to have. Um, I'm involved in a lot of the different committees. Um, I'm co-chairing for Walk and Roll, chairing for Dare to Dream. But it's the people that I've met throughout the years 
um, the friends that I've made throughout the years, and as Julia said, the support. Because growing up, I was really the only one that would find a bifida around, around me. So, and as Julia said earlier, that can be very isolating. So as an adult now, not only am I um, benefiting from getting to know other adults with spina bifida, but I'm also trying to focus on helping kids not feel alone and have that isolation. So for me, it's been a huge, huge, um, amazing experience. Thank you. Heather, what you um, For me, it's, it's similar to what they've said. Um, my parents were one of the original um, parents to start the organization. So seeing it grow from the small group to what it's been, what it is now, and being able to <clears throat> make those connections um, and have those friendships. I'm still friends with all of those people that I met when I was five years old. So to have that and to be able to reach out and be, have something as simple as how do you reach cabinets? and know where to go or something as complex as a medical issue being able to call and be like i don't know what i'm doing um how do i fix this and know that there's going to be somebody that knows the answer um not just for, for me but for my family as well it seems um, that is, i'm sorry heather i don't mean to cut you off no. um the one one of the other things I really like about Spinini is it doesn't just focus on the person with spina bifida. It really focuses on their entire support group, not just their family or the caregivers, but their friends as well. Sometimes it's teachers, sometimes it's a principal. So it's it's such a range of um, support for the or for the individual and their support group. No, thank you so much. And for those who are listening, who might want to connect with your organization, find out more either on social media or your website, what is the best ways or multiple ways, I guess, for them to find out about, you know, how to be connected with you? Absolutely. So I would go to our website, which is www.sbaneny.org. Um, any information about our programs, services, fundraisers, volunteer opportunities, you will find on that website. And then I would also suggest following us on Facebook. It's, you know, facebook.com slash S-B-A-N-E-N-Y. And we share daily updates about what's going on with our community there. So I would forward anyone in that direction. And on the Facebook page, you can find more about the different contests and things that we will be doing for the walk and roll. Um, I know one of them is as far as the fundraising piece goes, any any participant who raises $100 um, um, will receive a t-shirt. I, I love collecting t-shirts at events. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But I want to thank you all for coming on today and sharing your stories and sharing uh, information about the agency. This is part of that connection piece, I think. And you've been, ta you've been talking about the advocacy, raising awareness and connecting, having others feel connected and to not feel alone. And having you come on and talk about your agency and share your stories with the, a larger audience, I want to thank you for doing that because it it it's doing exactly what you were saying, like helping to raise awareness and, you know, let people feel that, 
there are others out there who are going through similar things and there might be a network where they can be connected and, you know, have a resource. So thank you for doing that and for sharing information about the upcoming walk and roll virtual event this year, which should hopefully be a very big success. Yeah. And thank you so much for having us. We always love an opportunity to just kind of discuss what we do and who we support. And, uh, you know, when I learned about this, it was really just easy to do and great to be a part of. So thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you. And for our listeners, for our listeners, we were joined by Julia Duff, Heather Horwadell and Michelle are also known as Shelly Miller, and they're all connected with the Spina Bifida Association of Northeastern New York. Thank you again for, for being our guest today. You're listening to The Social Workers on WCDB Albany.